0: The Daily Talk Show. I'm Josh Jansen. I'm Tommy Jacket, and uh, it is episode seventy nine.
1: Yeah. After um, having your bro on yesterday, yep. it's not. It, you know what? I th- I think we should get one of my brothers on too. I'd love so that. It's nice to delve into. Like I could have spent the whole podcast just asking um, <laughs> questions about you. Yeah. Um, d- we we didn't talk about this after the podcast. I got a sense you were a bit nervous going into it. Were you nervous? Was there Uh, some nerves there? I think... No, I think there's... Bit JJ, a bit nerve? No, not
0: nerves, I don't think. But I think that I'm just... uh, I realise that uh, maybe it's a triggered thing. Maybe I've like spent my life having a certain relationship. Yeah. And I think that it's like... I don't want to make him uncomfortable. As a guest, I want to make him feel comfortable. I think it's maybe the dynamic shift because... I, As I said, I was the antagonist. I was the one that I would just make fun of him and just have mm. a bit of a laugh. And I always thought it was uh, funny, but I don't think he necess- <laughs> necessarily... Yeah,
1: dude. I mean, there's uh, family dynamics. I know my elder brother has... And it's, I don't think I'm talking out of school. Just some shit that went on in his childhood that... I didn't get yeah. that treatment, uh-huh. and it's nothing. It's just like learning as a mum and dad. Yeah, shit changes. So the way your your brother got parented t- to the way you, were, you know, because you're yeah, a different exactly. kid, yeah. and a, a use learner. Yeah, and um, it's it's super interesting, and it's it's fascinating. But I, I was interested. Is really is interesting. You know, uh, trajectory of his life from mm. living in the birds to living in the states. Yeah, and listen, I listen, think-
0: if he didn't hear it listen to it yeah so uh, if you didn't listen uh, James is a assistant coach for a women's college team which is really interesting but I think the other thing that's fascinating about say that type of conversation is how relationships change over time Mm. and how you need to transition relationships between one dynamic and another Mm. so being young people being kids Mm. in a where you're living with each other and you might be fighting for attention or whatever it yeah. is to being adults and living in the world where it's like mm. hanging out is um
1: isn't guaranteed <laughs> like mm. you don't have people don't have to see their brothers <clears throat> that's it's evolution just... of a, a relationship and and so yesterday i was talking to one of my clients and my friends yeah. um lisa who, you know, she's a high flyer, fucking amazing consulting business, you mm-hmm. know, makes a lot of money. And I only say that just because of the responsibility she has and the big clientele she she deals with. We're going to get it on the podcast. Yeah, great. But she, I met her when I was a 19-year-old PT and I trained her a I little bit. I didn't realize bit. that. Yeah, so I met her on a camp with Craig Harper. Yeah. Who, guys, we got Craig Harper on the show Monday. Fuck, that's so exciting. episode 80. Um, but I met her... When she was in the time of her life of massive transition eight years ago or something yeah. m- more, and now I'm working with her and we're at completely different levels. And she said on the phone to me, she's like, You know, so I, I almost, there's been times where I've seen you as that, you know, guy who gave me a little session when yeah. you were 19 and you were, you know, fresh faced. And now I'm a completely different person. And so, what I take from what you said about your brother is your brother sees you as that fucking younger brother. Yeah, absolutely. But you're an adult now who has a business and Mm -hmm. you have, you know, your relationship and all these things going on for you. Yeah. But it's very easy to see the little shit. Yeah. Or whatever he saw you as. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that
0: it's... um you you need to uh deal with it in a delicate way in the sense of you can't expect like I remember going to North Carolina and sort of expecting you know, oh this is a new start, this is a fresh start. And I remember I was on a um uh on a walk and I tripped over and he had a go at me about tripping over and I was so triggered by it. I was so like oh fuck classic James and I was doing applying that exact same <laughs> yeah, yeah. thing, right? You met you get yeah. triggered because
1: he was triggered yeah. by you and the,
0: with triggered and the funny thing is it's like you see how many times do you like you'll see uh, you know a family member or whoever it is and their dynamics with other people and you're like oh man that's so different to mm. to what I are they not seeing the same thing mm-hmm. and um, yeah
1: the, per, the, the person you once were is not the person who you are today yeah. and just like we're we're not the same the people around us aren't
0: the same too so mm. I think that it's it's about having that empathy I think that it's definitely a, um, it's a, yeah, it's an interesting journey because it's like you don't, there's a guard that you put up, right? Where it's like, okay, I want it like, uh, I feel like as a, uh, as a family, we're not necessarily big fucking open talkers, you know, it's not like, oh, you know, we're like, you know, like us talking about being kids. We did that for the first fucking time as
1: adults, just on a podcast. It's it's amazing, and that's why I wanted to go real hard, yeah, <laughs> but I held it back. I thought you were nervous at the start because you're like, you know how much of a fucking loose unit. I don't know I, what you're gonna fucking you say. Yeah, that's what just I thought. Gonna, just fucking
0: ruffle feather, ruffle feathers. Russell, yeah, yeah.
1: Ruffle? Hey, um, quick one. Yeah. Uh, voicemail. Uh-huh. I got didn't answer the call. Yeah, I was like, fuck this. I don't know this number. Okay, Let's have a quick listen. Go and we regret to inform you that your account has been marked lean for tax avoidation. Paperwork sent to your register address also returned back unsigned and undelivered. For this, a petition needs to get filed including your warrant for arrest. Now, before the case is sent for execution and to receive legal notification or for more information, contact 026 Yeah, so they go So Stephen to... Hawking didn't die. He's, <laughs> just, he's now doing ATO stuff. So... <laughs> we've talked about scammers and shit like mm-hmm. that obviously that's a scam but i did think and what it, what it made me think about was that's that's like a guy's voice stitched together so there would have been someone out there that's voiced that yeah i don't know how artificial like it sounds artificial because they've it's like a soundboard that have taken it's like almost what michelle who we had in the podcast yeah. um donates her voice and has to say all these different oh, hopefully it's not too uh <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, imagine ending up on that. Yeah. Imagine a guy voicing, and I and I thought I saw I saw this fucking poster, mm. and it's of a young boy, and on there it's like it's about it basically in essence the 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 poster says, um, "I made her have sex with me," and it's all how about how much do you have to be paid? <laughs> totally, to <laughs> and be I was the like the
0: sex pest on a billboard. Imagine if
1: you were even if you were on a cold sore ad. Yeah. And it's like you become that fucking dude. Imagine this guy hearing his own voice going. Oh, but that these pants have but, used but, my the, f-
0: but the thing is, I feel like that's so that's okay. I reckon the, the, like it, the thing is, no, he's not fucking approving that. That guy has put his voice into some sort of system, yeah. which is just used across everything. But the person who's the sex pest on the billboard, the kid, he's, he's probably like, uh, he's probably set up for life. Now he's probably got like, you know
1: hundred thousand dollars in a bank that's in a fucking mm. high return. I, I, I was trying to think about it. It's in the end, especially this this kid on the poster. I hopefully it's a morphed face. Hopefully they got a guy and then altered his face, changed his nose or his eyes. Yeah, enough. Because who's fucking putting the hand up to be on an ad? That is. Yeah. Oh, you ended up on it. <laughs> oh yeah, I did. I, what is well, that? Because
0: I put all of my photos on as. Um, creative commons on Flickr, and so that anyone could just grab them and yeah a few times i've had photos of me put into articles and and things like that would you uh would would you feel comfortable having bodhi's face on different commercials where would you draw the line
1: i've been thinking about it quite a bit you know because i share a lot of content Uh of him now But like who he was when he was born and who he is now one year later, they look like, uh, you know, he just looks, it looks very different.
0: So why does it say Casey Neistat doesn't show his daughter's face anymore? Uh,
1: So I heard the reason for it and I I almost agree. Yeah, go on. I'm guessing like
0: if we're showing all of her faces throughout all the years, you could develop some sort of... Uh, you've got all of this content to I be like able... Like the deep fakes that we talked about. Yeah. To nah, it's not fakes. what he
1: said. And what he did say was she's now at an age, probably it's like three or going on four. Yeah. Where you actually start looking like the person you... You're going to become type of thing. Yeah. And yeah. so that's where it, when it becomes, you know, she can't... Once that footage is out there, it's like, it's obviously it's you know it's not fucking public yeah, property sure. but it becomes pretty much public property yeah you
0: become part of the in the public domain or whatever and you um, sort of yeah well, so bodie is it is it like when he becomes when he's five years old do you think
1: maybe a bit younger I'll go harder <laughs> for a little while we've already th- had him in a few ads
0: yeah would you would you do you think that you would have him as a child star oh
1: I don't know. There's it's not crazy. There's to n- think, think not he's going to have money little, in it anymore. Really? It's the uh, even modeling Tommy Davidson who we're going to have on the show. Yeah. We've got a lot of people we're going to have on the show. It's great. He's been modeling for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Good-looking rooster. He, he doesn't is. get the money you once did. Yeah. Cuz he said it's just not the same anymore. The think about online I think it's video like Think about the jobs you and I have done and yeah. we've got people involved yeah, exactly. for nothing. just like cashies. Exactly. And yeah. so, it's driving the price down. Mm. So, unless you're getting a Versace or a fucking, you know, a, yeah. a big contract.
0: Well, it's interesting that um, the reason that, say, you, uh, you get paid a lot is for yeah. exclusivity and stuff like that or... For instance, when Brie worked at Suzanne, she was in charge of picking models, right? For big Mm. campaigns. People getting tens of thousands, models getting tens of thousands of dollars type Mm. of deal. And um, if you've been on Country Road or something like that, they didn't want to use you. If you're the face of something else, if you've even... It's not even about being the face. If you were in that last campaign, um, they, they don't want... It's a bad look if two competitors have the same fucking model
1: yeah oh yeah in Shepparton when I lived there I was walking down the main street yeah looked into the fucking uh what do you call it like construction attire shop you know there's those ones with yeah. all the was high. Tommy, stuff? D. It was Tommy, Tommy D was Tommy D on a fucking poster in the window it look great in <laughs> a bit of high vis <laughs> but it's interesting and we'll talk to him about it um the change in his look as he's got older, mm-hmm. he's, he's work he's been getting quite a bit of work. Yeah. So it's like – and this is the thing with women model uh, – female models. Mm. It's like they're in their prime and then they can go out of their prime. And I'm saying prime talking in a fucking um, – you know, like it's it's disgusting, but this yeah. is how you talk about models. Yeah. It's like yeah. they're literally just looking at you as a yeah. what you look like. Oh, mm-hmm. you're not good enough. Go, uh-huh. and so men mature into this. Like you look at fucking old maid um, from uh, Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Oh, you Why know. the fuck? Would I know. I, know. Tom, I, I started that, and I was like, this can't. He's Tom not going to know shit. No, George, George Clooney. Clooney. <gasps> he's become it. more in demand as he as he's got older. Yeah. And he's all, and so. Well, George
0: Clooney is the quintessential old dude, isn't he? Yeah, and I think. Um, do you know what? It's just when you're talking about older models, I just think of there's a fucking amazing meme. Seek it out if you can. It's on. Um, it's not even. It's a me. It's memeified, but it's also a video. It's of Oprah and a behind the scenes of her photo shoot, and she's so fucking happy, and she's jumping. She just keeps leaping. It's the best fucking thing you've ever seen. What 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 was she modelling? Just no, it was just like uh, I think the memes around it are like I wish I had a day like Oprah. Yeah, because she's just so fucking like happy, and it's very funny. I've been noticing. Um, I was filming an event the other day, and um, it was quite a dark venue, and I had a um, a light on, and the photographer was. Um, I was sort of trying to help the photographer out a bit because she didn't want to just use her flash. So, I um, was giving her a bit of light mm. and just seeing how model, people who are models do different faces. Oh. And like, you, you can't see what I'm doing right now, but yeah. I, they're just like real... It's almost like they've got a tick and they're just sort of like oh. moving around.
1: <laughs> I was on a red carpet yeah. and um, who was it? Um, the chick from Rogue Traders. Is she Australian? Yeah, yeah, Australian yeah. Australian girl. Yeah, I can't remember her name. And she was... So, when you i do this too you laugh yeah because <laughs> yeah. it gives you a good yeah. energy to your yeah. face like open mouth and she was <laughs> 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 but she was making the noise <laughs> and so the phone fo- i was fucking there capturing video <laughs> so
0: the video is <laughs> great <laughs> fuck that's funny um, i
1: had something i wanted to talk to you about but yeah. did you have anything you wanted to oh, tell us about? no well we, we
0: were talking about structure and the the podcast um
1: it's almost relating to that.
0: Yeah, so it, it was just around, around. Um, was, we had a first chat in a while yesterday where we actually sat down and said, okay, um, we didn't have our fucking computers and stuff like that. It's like, what do we want the podcast to be? How are we going to do it? What do you think of, I was really heavily pushing the jingle. I want a fucking jingle. <laughs> and I've said like, I've been good. I haven't been pushing a jingle, but I want one now. And so we're even talking about Let's get a Trello. Let's, because you know, I've had a, a few people ask, "Oh, how do you structure it all? Like, how yeah. do you how do you come up with topics?" And what scares me is that there's no process to it at all. Mm. It's like if someone said, "How how did you make that cake?" Like, I don't know. I just fucking chucked in the ingredients. And the thing is, it's almost the equivalent of like when we have a good episode. It's like you make a chocolate cake and you make it differently every time. And this one time you make it, and people say fuck that was so that cake was so yeah. good what did you do differently yeah and you're it's, like oh fuck i actually
1: don't even know i mean what i what i've um learned from listening to you is that i now feel like chocolate cake it's true yeah, but like a mud, i think like the a theme real... of what i wanted to bring which is almost similar to this is collaborating mm. so it's i heard something recently and it was from old mate nice yeah and it was around uh, he the style that he colla- uh, calibrates ca- c- collabs. Yeah, used to get into me about what did you used to get into me about saying collabs, Co-labs. collabs, yeah. collabs.
0: No one says collabs. The
1: style that he collaborates best, and it is drawing people into a project he's managing, visionary on. Yeah and then them assisting that and so I thought about that and I was like you know for my videos that I'm doing it actually is a, for my channel and I think that's the key is like if I'm making a video for my channel it's yeah. like the one for, that you're in that's one of the uh-huh. one of the great videos on my channel of you pretending to be a dad for the day yeah. to Bodhi and it's a collaborative approach where but you're just you're just in it mm. and I'm capturing the amazingness of you and <laughs> your weirdness <laughs> with my son it's great and then I was like, you know, how do you, when you are actually needing to come together to collaborate yeah. on a thing that we're mutually a part of, 50-50, yeah. uh-huh. it's, you know, how do you make that work?
0: How do you see me as a collaborator?
1: Well, I thought about it after our discussion. Yeah. And I wrote you an email yeah. and I said, you're a fucking dog. <laughs> no, I didn't. I do didn't. Did you read that email that I sent you? Yeah. Yeah. I've- and And so I was like, dude, the jingle. Yeah.
0: Yours, yeah. Go for it.
1: I've got no. I actually don't care enough. Yeah. I'll care well, that if it's was a I piece of shit. Point. But I actually, I'm working with you because I believe in everything you do. Yeah. Like it's like you do good work, so yeah. it's like whatever. Well,
0: I think that that was the the point of the conversation too, yeah. right? Which is that, um, it's it's knowing, uh, you know, collaboration doesn't mean always having an opposing mm. view on something, and that was, yeah. I think, like what. And I think by the end of it, we we're having a great conversation because I think at the beginning, it's almost like you can get into a certain frame of mind, which is like, if someone's asking for change, there's almost a default, which is like, no, but it's not needed, which mm-hmm. is almost a minimalist approach, mm-hmm. which is like, no, you're overcomplicating it. Anytime, it's almost a push back against complexity. Anytime there's extra complexity, no, we don't need mm-hmm. it. Um and so that was, uh, you know, I think an interesting, um, interesting thing which I recognised and was saying, okay, well, do, you, like, yeah, it's almost like, do you care, and are you, do you really have a strong opinion or thought on mm. this? Is it going to take away from anything? If not, can we?
1: So I think a, a good word that sums it all up is vision, mm. and the, if the visions are opposing massively, then. Collaboratively, yeah, it's, it's probably a disaster. Yeah. But you know, it can be micro vision of mm. something like a jingle at the start of it, which yeah. is like it doesn't bother me. Yeah. So you and but you were really you you have this vision in your mind. I don't know what's going yeah, on yeah. in your head. You can't explain it yet, but I know you'll work it out. Yeah. And so it's a, it is hard because I think if we set out the vision, and this is for anything, yeah. I, you know, I think we bore people talking about the, the podcast. Yeah. Because <laughs> people are listening to it, um, yeah, I think for anything, it's like the vision. There's always a visionary of something. Yeah, Steve Jobs, he seemed like a visionary of mm-hmm. Apple and where it was was going in the company. Jules Lund's a visionary for yeah. so his company tribe. Yeah, you know, as much as he's got people on that own the company as well. But I think I definitely struggle with um, not bringing the vision.
0: I'm not necessarily good. Operator under someone else's vision. Mm. Um, and I wonder how that works within collaboration. So, for True. instance, remember, I remember probably a year and a half ago, you know, me saying to you, sort of like, oh, I don't really. I only want to work on projects with you when I'm like, when you get the full stack films on and I'm sort of doing X, Y, and Z. I don't want to be doing just this one part. Mm. And I think that was the realization for me that I work best under a certain sort of, you know, a a method to be able to get the most out of me. Mm. And if I'm sort of, I'm not a great follower of instructions, Mm. I don't think. And I don't think that's even where my value necessarily lies. That's mm-hmm. why, if I turn down or or handball a job, it's because the what the client wants isn't really using using my skill set.
1: Yeah, it's scary the vision too. Yeah, you know we talked about it this week around actually just fucking deciding on what it is yeah. that you want, which is essentially deciding on the vision mm-hmm. of your own life. And I and I am struggle i'm struggling i feel at the moment but i feel like i'm getting closer to just going it's almost like being vocal about what that vision is but uh-huh. how, how do you get sold on your own vision without that lizard brain being like hmm. you know you can't do that this that and the other
0: well i think that uh, simon sinek uh who's who does a lot of sort of thoughtful. I thought leadership. You were say, who's
1: the second most talked about other podcast on this
0: show. <laughs> no, Simon Seek, I don't even know who's got a, oh, he a podcast. podcast. He, I'm he probably does. Uh but he um He's a, he's done TED Talks and all that sort of thing, all yeah. about leadership, uh, like all about why, asking no, why. No, he
1: was in the podcast, uh, the live stream the Seth that Godin Seth Godin, Godin, Godin yeah. that I tagged you yeah. the other day. Yeah.
0: So, he, he's very prolific and he uh, I was watching a thing this morning with him where he was talking about um, vision And he was saying some people would say, if we're using the podcast analogy, some people would say, we want to be the best podcast, one of the best podcasts in the world, or we want to be the most downloaded podcast or whatever it is. Mm. Whereas I think that we've actually, we did the right thing in our approach because our vision is around uh, translating friendship to uh to a larger audience to Mm. sort of if you are working from home or you're in your car or whatever it is you might not necessarily have like-minded people or people that are aligned with you in your life Mm. and that's going to fucking happen and that happened to me when i was younger when i was a kid and i'm 15 years old i discovered this thing called podcasting Mm. and i could listen to people who were in their 20s, 30s, 40s and they became my mentors Mm. and I didn't even realize it at the time. But those viewpoints, the conversations that they were having, they were well above my fucking understanding of the world. Mm. But um, I think that there's a heap of fucking power in in uh, using technology to be able to sort of satiate that need. And so for for me that's what I hope this podcast is. Mm. That's and it's a big fucking vision.
1: It is. Yeah. It's uh, I I almost get a bit fucking uh, Paralysis analysis, yeah. and thinking of a vision, yeah. right? Because then it's like there's too many good options. Life's too good. It's like you, you're working out your own movie, yeah. and you just you constantly just oh, but I fucking love that bit and that bit.
0: Well, I think that we've got the vision, and then we've got, we've got the more tactical bits, which is so low level. Like if you think about it, a lot of people are like trying to get quick success. They're talking about quick success. Mm. What I fucking love about and what we've done it unintentionally, and I even heard another podcaster uh, sorry uh, a youtuber al mills i was watching uh she was on the creative exchange which was a podcast by sarah dici who's a who's a youtuber and um she was talking about uh when she got started and how what she realized is every single time she put up a video she would get 10 subscribers so she said if she makes a hundred videos she'll have a thousand subscribers, mm. right? And so the funny thing is, what have we been talking about in the last like few months? It's like okay, every time that we do a podcast, we get one point five new listeners, right? Mm. So like you know we get a, a hundred per lis- rep. Yeah, per rep. So we get a hundred listeners per episode, and the thing is that when every single every single fucking week we're seeing that go up by ten listeners or whatever it is. So. The amazing thing is that it's just a quantity game. It's just a volume game. And then if we apply our vision, if we stay true to our vision, then all it means is just making more. So, if someone says, how are you guys going to get to a thousand uh, listeners per episode? You just say, okay, I need to do what, like 750 <laughs> episodes? Yeah. Or whatever it is. Is that Does that, does that, does that math work? W- yeah. Whatever.
1: I get your point. And so, I
0: think that th- that's super um, super powerful because for me, it's like the, that's – I think we spoke about it with Trevor as well. It's a mm. like fucking long game. Talking about the long game, these merino socks.
1: How's, it, how's your
0: socks a segue for a long game? Well, so, the long game. So, I'm try- I'm in the process at the moment of trying to find the perfect outfit that I can wear – as someone who's trying to minimize their fucking life in regards to the things that we don't necessarily need to put too much emphasis on. And so one of them is that I want to be traveling with only a few T-shirts, you know, and and socks and shorts and all that sort of thing. And so I'm going through this process of trying to find the perfect ones. These are merino, wool.
1: We went deep. We went socks yeah, and in so a, in a in a fucking zero to one hundred real quick. Well, it's because I can sort
0: of smell them. So it's been going really well. Uh, these, uh, yeah, the, these socks have been doing well. I've been wearing them for five days.
1: Fuck, have you, have you washed
0: them? No. What are you talking about, bro? No, so this is, the, this is what Marino... Amy
1: Amy's got a few socks that she doesn't wash and I, I will put a caveat around it. Amy doesn't smell at all. She's fucking... I don't smells know, like roses. I and don't know it. how she does it. <laughs> but like, I, I'm i a fucking boy that stinks wolf, if wolf. I don't shower.
0: Woof, woof. Um, yeah, yeah wolf, definitely woof, woof. Uh, no, so Marino... So but Merino, you're all gross, dude. So Marino Merino is about... Um, is is a type of fucking wool and this is like a blend which is it's meant to be anti odor and it's designed so that you can wear it a lot of times in a row yeah. and you're going to be fine. So the idea with the t-shirts that I have these merino I if I can get uh if I can get say say if you could get 2 weeks out of a t-shirt, right? It's fucked. You're gross. And then you could interchange them. So say say you have two t-shirts and so you could do one day on one day off so then it has time to air out nah do you think it's disgusting
1: I think it's disgusting you, how often what about no, jeans I wear a new pair stuff? of socks every day I, admittedly these jeans like I rotate but yeah. do you I, wash them yeah, but I don't think... Yes, I do wash them, 100%. Well, they're
0: not denim. They're not... Je- you're not even... You know, the fucking head of Levi's, the CEO of Levi's, was on stage, this is a few years ago, said, I don't wash my jeans. You yeah, you're your a jeans. grub,
1: but you have access to a lot of pairs of jeans, I'm guessing. I bought a pair of jeans that were like, um, you know, that fucking like... It's, uh, it's almost look like... Stretchy uh, denim. Now nah, they've got like... It looks like they're coated. It's almost like Lycra. coated. No, no, no. They're coated in fucking Sequence. candle wax or something. It's weird. They're like a weird. Why the fuck did you jean. buy them in the first oh, place? They're really cool. I'd okay. buy them again, but they were too expensive. Canvas. You can't wash the things yeah. for like the first three, four weeks of buying them. Yeah, because they're. So you got to like, wear them in. Yeah. And they just. You know they, they used to say put them in the freezer. Yeah, and oh, so I yeah, did. yeah. That's what they say. It's Can gross, though.
0: No, but uh, like I know, I know. You that you are going to push? I know that you're going to push back on this, but I've got like do you want so. Me to yourself? Yeah. So th- this is keeping in mind. It's been I did uh, twenty five thousand steps in them just now. I'm just looking at the time because I might so, have to actually go. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I Yeah, think, I actually uh, have to so go. So this and, is the worst. We're th- finishing yeah, this with uh, me smelling just, the socks. So okay? this, is, this is the worst that it's been. So keeping in mind, it's been pretty good for five days. And I feel like if we, what we can even do is on Monday, I won't wash them at all and we can smell them again to see if the
1: odor has gone away. Mate, we've got Craig Harper on the show Monday. Perfect. It's fucked. Craig. Crazy in the fucked So is smell is, it How in bad In our meeting The other day About the podcast yeah. It wasn't How do we make this More like commercial radio this is, Do wacky it, stunts it, Like it, smelling it, Josh's socks It does seem like that Just give it to me but I'll smell it. Is it How bad do you think that is Okay I'm just feeling it first They're it's fucking solid It's been warm in Melbourne Like it, it Like yeah. hasn't been Yeah It's not middle of winter here Yeah.
0: No, no. So then maybe they're a bit thick Okay
1: hang on It's very yeah. thick <laughs>
0: for twenty five thousand steps it's not bad
1: here's the thing they actually don't smell until you get your nose like super super close yeah so i think the fabric keeps the smell and the The good thing is i think he just gave it a big whiff josh just put it to his
0: nose and you're not like i feel like i don't mind the smell of my own odor are you like that i'm the same like if uh, my shits don't aren't disgusting (laughs) to me
1: do you agree like it's something very primal. It's the daily talk show where we go from talking about vision yeah. and getting serious and deep to me smelling Josh's socks. I hope you've enjoyed uh, this we episode. Haven't had, we
0: haven't had many emails, so send, but do send us them to, to us hi at thedailytalkshow dot <laughs> com. And uh, I'm Josh Jansen. Everyone, I'm Tommy Jacket. Have a good one.